Good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. How many knows, uh, I believe that in order to find grace, we first got to find mercy. And what I love about mercy is when you start studying mercy, you find that the Bible talks about when they built that mercy seat. When they built that mercy seat, what I love is the Bible gives the dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant. It tells you the height, the depth, the width, and everything. But when it comes to the mercy seat, it tells you the height. I mean, it tells you the width, and it tells you how wide to make it, but it does not tell you how tall to make it. I believe that the reason why is because God let his grace be unmeasured. God allows his grace to not be be able for us to measure how deep and how long and how, how far it'll go. I believe it'll reach from here to heaven and go even further and beyond. And I believe that mercy and grace kisses each other and they're both identical. There's no way you can have mercy, I mean grace, without first having that mercy. And that mercy cannot be measured, the mercy and the grace that God gives us this morning. Hallelujah. And I just I appreciate the Lord this morning. I appreciate this opportunity I, I hate Brother Kevin is sick. I was, you know, kind of looking forward to it, but to his service. But y'all just bear with me. I know y'all hadn't heard me all year, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Some of you ain't seen me all year. <laughs> hey, just leave. We don't want to see you now. <laughs> but I just appreciate the Lord. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank y'all. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. For being here this morning, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all that you do. Y'all don't know how much y'all mean to us. Y'all mean the world to us. Y'all really do. And we thank God for y'all every every day. Every day we thank God for y'all. So we just love y'all. All right. Well, let's. I've rambled on enough. I've talked enough. Let me get on into the Word. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn to the book of chap, uh, Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight. I want to preach a message this morning titled, Follow or Wallow. Follow or Wallow. It's your choice this morning. But there's, uh, when we hear the pages of the Bible quit turning, we'll begin at verse 26 of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 is the story of when Jesus takes and he gets ready and goes over across the sea. The Bible says in verse 26, and they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. The Bible says, And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he brake the bands and was driven of the devils into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him, and they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. And there was there 
and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them, and he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And, then, and when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they, and they also which saw it told them by what means he had He that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear, and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. And Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went and his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Let's just go ahead and pray. Father, I love you and I thank you this morning, God. Lord, I ask you, Lord, Lamb of God, just to take, Lord, and just to... Cause me, Lord, Lamb of God, just to speak what needs to be spoken here, Lord. We ask you, Lord, Lamb of God, for that old-time Holy Ghost, Lord, to just overshadow me, Lord. God, as I stand behind this sacred desk, Lord, I would take, Lord, and I would ask you, Lord, God, just to let me speak what needs to be spoken, Lord. God, don't speak anything of my own mind and my own thinking, Lord, but what the heart, Lord, Lamb of God, has received from you, Lord. Speak only, thus saith the Lord, and what the Word of God says, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, if there be any that is lost here this morning, God, that they would come to know you, Lord. God, I would ask you to save the sinner, Lord, but stir the saint, Lord. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. The Bible says in verses 27 that he went forth to land there with him out of, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time. And it tells us, and, we're, and he wear no clothes, but abode in the house, in, abode in any house but in the tombs. He didn't live anywhere but in the tombs, is what the Bible is saying. The Bible lets us see that this man has been banished because of sin. He has a banishment of sin upon his life. The word banishment means to punish, the punishment of being sent away from a country or other place. It's the action of getting rid of something unwanted. It is taken and throwing it away, so to speak. It is something that you no longer use. It is something that you no longer have any desire for. It is something you just take and throw away. And this is what they were doing to this man. Sin had done led this man to the place where he was so full of devils and so full of, 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 of sin that, that nothing could bind 
find him as far as on this earth. Uh, but you know what? Uh, they didn't even want this man in their houses. They didn't want this man in their city. Uh, they took and they put this man out yonder uh, to live where? In the tombs. Uh, what are you trying to say? A tomb is a place uh, where death belongs. Uh, the tomb is the place uh, that is no life. Uh, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say this morning. Uh, sin has no place uh, where life is at. Uh, life cannot live where, uh, where, where sin is dwelt. Uh, and how many knows the Bible lets us see clearly uh, that sin will cause you uh, to push you uh, farther than you can ever go into this world. Uh, sin will take uh, and put such a, a place, in, uh, something inside you uh, that will make you feel like that you have no life, uh, that you have no reason to live. Uh, oh, brother, sin wouldn't do that to me. Uh, yes, it would. Uh, how do you know this? Uh, because I speak from experience. Uh, sin will make you feel like uh, that you have no reason uh, to want to wake up in the morning. Uh, it'll cause you to feel like uh, that nothing is even desired uh, to even live for. Uh, you go ahead and play with your sin if you want to. Uh, if that's what you want, uh, I'm telling you there's going to come a day uh, where you're going to wake up, uh, your feet is going to hit the floor, uh, and you're going to say, uh, I've done come too far. Uh, I don't know what to do, uh, but let me tell you what you can do. Uh, there's a man called Jesus uh, that can come your way, uh, and when he comes your way, uh, how many knows uh, this man right here, uh, when he saw Jesus, uh, the Bible says uh, he had a glimpse uh, of hope come inside. Uh, where do you see this? Uh, I know without a doubt uh, that this man, uh, you got to realize the story that just happened. Uh, I believe this man took uh, and he saw Jesus uh, come across that sea. Uh, and when Jesus stood up uh, and said, peace be still, uh, he saw the raging sea. Uh, when he saw that calm down, uh, I believe something inside him uh, began to say, uh, if he can do that uh, to something like the sea, uh, what can he do uh, for the heart uh, that is inside me? Uh, I'm here to tell you this morning, uh, there's a man called Jesus uh, that can calm your heart. He can calm your storm. If he can do it for the sea, he can do it for you. But sin, he was a man that was that because of his condition, he was banished from the life of living with others. The Bible said he lived alone. Ain't that something how sin? When you first get in sin, boy, you got friends everywhere. But before it's over with, you mark my word, sin will leave you alone. It'll put you in a place where you're all by yourself. That's what sin does. It separates you from the life that God wants for you. There is nothing no more joyful than knowing when I wake up and my feet hit the floor that I'm saved. And knowing that there's others like me that I can surround my life around 
and have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. There's nothing like surrounding yourself. I'm telling you what, you may say, but it's fun, preacher. You may sit there and say that sin is not something that is all that bad. My friend, sin will lead you so far, you won't know what to do with yourself. There's nothing that I've ever had with experience with sin that's ever been as joyful as coming to the Lord. There's no other friend like a friend that I have that knows God, that serves God. They're true friends. I'm telling you, a true friend is those that really love the Lord. You can take and you can mark my word, but let somebody really love the Lord. They'll stand by your side. They'll be there with you through thick and thin. But somebody who's dabbling with sin, they'll drop you so quick. They'll leave you stranded. They won't be there for you. But thank God we have a friend that's closer than a brother. And who is this friend? His name is Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So this, this man, so are we. Without Christ, there's no life in us either. Some examples out of the Bible that you can find. You find it all the way back in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. The Bible says, And when they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Sin, because of sin, Adam took from the very beginning. He ran from the presence of God. You see what sin does? Sin don't drive you closer to God. Sin drives you further from God. Sin will cause you to take and get so far from God that you even hide from the voice of God. Brother, I wouldn't do nothing like that. Boy, if you're, saved, if you're not saved and you don't come and call upon the name of the Lord. I don't, I'm not talking about just running down here to this altar. But if in your heart uh, you don't cry out to God. Uh, I'm telling you what. You're running from the voice of God. Uh, there's been times uh, you may sit here as a sinner. Uh, and I'm not talking about this morning. Uh, but in times past. Uh, you know without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, that all of us that are saved has experienced this. Uh, I'm speaking from experience. Uh, you sit there on that pew. Uh, your heart goes to pound and uh, you can't wait uh, your knuckles is so grabbing the back of the pew or mine did uh, I couldn't wait for the preacher uh, I wanted to say shut up uh, and let me get to the Lord uh, shut up uh, I've got a meeting uh, with the Lord uh, that's what the, the life does uh, but sin uh, causes you to sit there uh, and say uh, I can put it off till tomorrow uh, I can wait till another day uh, I'll just wait till next week uh, honey you may not be here next week. Your breath may fall out of your body the moment you walk out them doors. I'm telling you, sin is something to do away with. Oh, it's going to get better. Sin, from the very beginning, like I said, will cause us to run from the presence of God. Sin and God cannot go together. It's like trying to mix oil and water. It just don't mix. Brother Troy, sin and God does not go together. 
for there's no sin in God. But the Bible says, whosoever come unto me, I'll give you life. He'll save you from that sin. Hallelujah. The Bible says in James chapter 3 and verse 11, does fountain, does a fountain send forth the same place, sweet and bitter water? No, no, no. No, a fountain don't bring forth water that's sweet and bitter. What I'm trying to say is your life is either with Christ or without Christ. It's just one or the other. The Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 26. And you do know that I believe because of this verse right here, the Bible lets us know even us as saints. Look at what it says. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. I'm not trying to say that we ain't saved, but, but sin can drive us away from God is what I'm trying to say. Sin can drive us away from the presence of God where you don't even want to wake up in the morning and open your Bibles, where you don't even want to wake up in the morning and have fellowship, that sweet fellowship with the one who saved your soul. The Bible says that there is no more sacrifice for those that willfully sin. What does willfully mean? Just because you just don't want to. I'm here to tell you this morning that there's been times where I've got up a little late and said, well I'll just wait till later to open my Bible and it never gets opened I'm telling you what you'll find yourself down at by downward spiral if you don't take and get a hold of that that wants to willfully cause you to get out of the presence of God sin drives you away from God but taking and getting into the presence of God how do I do that preacher open that Bible and get in his word there's nothing sweeter than the words of God written down on the pages that's before us to cause us to know the presence of God. That's how we get it. That's how we get it. The Bible says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Talking about sin this morning. Sin. I hate sin. I don't like to do it. You know why? Because I feel, because I'm saved. Now, when I wasn't saved, Brother Johnny, there was something in me. I could care less. You see, before I met Candy, I didn't care if I hurt her feelings. I didn't love her. I didn't like her. Well, I mean, I liked her as a person. I, was, I mean, that's not what I'm trying to say. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to be in the doghouse. Y'all help me. Y'all help me. Y'all go talk to Chris. Go talk, go talk to her and sister. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say is I knew a knowledge of God But I didn't love God So when I sinned It didn't just really bother me That I hurt God But then after I got saved And I began to sin 
There was something in my heart that would just try to, my, it felt like my heart was beating out of my chest. And, and, and the things that I used, you see, I made, I, 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 when I was living in the world, there was things in my life that became a habit. What are you trying to say? I used to cuss like a sailor. I used to say them four-letter words. I used to, I didn't care. I didn't care who was around. I would cuss anybody out just as quick as I could look at them. But you know what? After I got saved, I began to say them four letter words and my heart felt like it was going to come out of my chest and one day I fell down on my knees and I said God I can't quit this I can't stop this you've got to help me and you know what I don't want to say them words no more I don't want to do them things no more what are you trying to say I'm trying to say there's help for the sin in your life where's the help his name is Jesus is Jesus and see the Bible says that sin banished this man (laughs) I know someone else in the Bible in the book of Luke because of sin it banished him chapter 15 and verse 13 you can flip over there if you want to the Bible says and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. This tells me that the son took and tells the father that he wants what is his, and he wants it now. In those days, the son could not receive the inheritance until the father was dead. So this son here is basically telling his father, I wish you was dead. I don't want true alive no more. What do we do when we sin? And willfully sin is what I'm talking about. We are saying we could care less if God lives in our heart. We could say we care less if God is in our life. I'm talking about willful sin here. I'm talking about those things that I did when I was a sinner. I could care less if God was alive in my heart. But when life and when Jesus come into my heart, things begin to change. I wasn't like this prodigal son. I didn't want the things of God without being in the presence of God. What do you mean? The son receives it and he leaves the father. How about that? He receives what he wants and he leaves the father. Whoa, what are you trying to say, preacher? <laughs> In many churches today, there's lives and people sitting in churches all across America. Not just, I'm, I'm not talking about here. I'm just talking about all across as a whole. When I say churches, I'm talking about everywhere. People sit in church and they want the benefits of God, but they don't want the following of God. They're not followers, they're wallowers. They're not those that want to follow after Jesus. They're those that want to waller in his goodness and in his presence, so to speak. But they don't really want to pick up the cross, Brother Brother Donald, and follow after him. It's harder to follow than it is to wallow. Wallowing's easy. All you got to do is lay there. Following, you got to get up and you got to put forth effort. And you got to walk. It's easy to wallow. It's harder to follow. 
I'm not saying that it's hard to serve God. I'm just saying there's days where you get up and you really wonder, can I make it through this day for something to happen? And the sweet presence of God come in your life. And you are at the end of the day and you say, wow, wow. I woke up this morning not knowing how I was going to make it. But at the end of the day, I made it through because of Jesus. I made it through because of me serving and following after him. You see, there's benefits of of, of following Jesus that you get, that you don't get by being a wallower. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say I'd rather be a follower than someone who wants to wallow and have a fire insurance card. I don't serve Jesus just for fire insurance. I serve Jesus because of what he's done for me. He died on an old rugged cross that he didn't have to have. He come down from heaven and gave up the throne to come down here to become someone like me and you so we could take and know that we can follow the Father. Hallelujah. So the son wanted what the father had to offer and be on his very little way. The son could control, in the book of Luke 15, this son could control whether or not he leaves or he stays. He had that control. The father did not kick this son out. The son left. Ain't that that awesome? That's just another proof right there, ain't it? God ain't going to kick you out. Once you belong to him, you belong to him. Once you're his, you're his. This son always belonged to the father. All he had to do was come back. I'm telling you this morning, if you're saved and living a life of sin, all you've got to do is take and do what I heard Brother Joe Arthur say about this prodigal son. All you got to do is drop the pail, hit the, uh, jump the rail, and hit the trail. Jesus is on the other side of the rail, waiting on you. He's waiting on you. All you've got to do is come to Him. Is come to Him. Come to Him. Oh, He could choose whether He wanted to follow or whether He wanted to wallow. Look at verse 28 of this chapter. The Bible says, and when He saw Jesus, He cried out and fell down before Him. And with a loud voice he said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. To me, this man, he's been banished because of sin. And now he is boasting because of sin. Where do you see the boasting? The Bible says, I'm going to hurry up. The Bible says that he cries out to Jesus. And he began to boast that Jesus is the Son of God. He began to boast that Jesus is the one, the most high. What are you trying to say? Hey, hey, y'all don't want to believe me? You try this. You try this. I challenge you if you don't believe me. You walk up to anybody in Pontotoc County that belongs to Pontotoc County and you ask them the simple question, are you saved? Everybody in Pontotoc County is saved. Do you believe that? 
Everybody in Pontotoc County tells me I'm saved. You can ask them, oh, wow, do you go to church somewhere? Yeah, I go to church. Where do you go to church at? They'll tell you where they go to church. You can say, oh, wow, how's Pastor so-and-so doing? Oh, well, I mean, I can't get about You get them in a tongue tie. I mean, I'm here to tell you, they hold their line through their teeth. They ain't really Christians. They ain't really saved, and they know it. But you know what? They want to take. They don't want to hear about Jesus. They don't want to hear the benefits about Jesus. They want the things that God can give them and be on their way. It's just the truth. Just like this prodigal son wants the blessings of God but don't want the benefits of following after God. Hey, but Jesus has your number and he knows what to do. He knows what to do. Don't you worry. This man begins to take and he begins to boast just like like I said, like most people do. And you know what? I can see even the prodigal son probably boasting myself in my eye's mind. Where do you see this? Well, I can just imagine people coming up to this prodigal son, Brother Donald. Where'd you get all this money? How'd you become so rich? You mean you got all that and you ain't got to work? Hey, he wasn't working. Bible says that he was out living riot, riot living. He was living like the devil. He was out there doing his own thing. And you can imagine people came to him. And, 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 and they began to take Brother Chris and they began to talk to him. And he began to boast about all that he received from the Father. Everything his father had given him, he begins to boast. Hey, hey, don't you? Don't you boast? If somebody was to walk up and hand you a check for $10,000, boy, I tell you what, I'll shout the house down. It's just in, uh, it's in all of us. We all would. No, no, none of you here don't act like you wouldn't. If somebody was to come do that, you would begin to boast and brag on that. Because you're excited. And you see, this son, he had everything he wanted. And he could live however he wanted. And he could take. And he could get out there. But I'm here to tell you, sin will push you to the place where the benefits of God is cut off. I'm here to tell you, if you don't take and get right back with God. And you don't come back to the Father. The benefits is going to run out one day. And God's got your number just like he did this prodigal son. One day the son had nothing left of the father. He couldn't go and do what he wanted anymore. What does the Bible say? He found himself in a hog pen. He found himself in a hog pen. Hey, I didn't say it. The Bible says it. The boasting. Can you not see this young man boasting? He takes... And he allows sin to put him down that place to where he finds himself in the mud hole. (laughs) See what not following after God does? You find yourself in the place of the mud hole. The bondage of sin. You'll find it in verse 29. And he commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. 
for oftentimes it had caught him. And look at what the Bible says. He was kept bound with chains and fetters. And he broke the bands and was driven of the devils into the wilderness. You find the bondage of what sin does. What, what living a life of sin will eventually do, it'll bind you. It'll put you in bondage and it'll put you in chains. We see the banishment of sin. We see the boasting of sin. Now we see the bondage of sin. The Bible says that this young man took and he gets out there and they bind him with chains and fetters. What did, the prodigal son may not have been physically bound with chains and fetters. But you look in chapter 15 and you will find out that this young man was bound up. Hey, hey, think of this. Think of this. The prodigal son lived with in the midst of the pigs. He fed the pigs. So he would have been living in a vicinity around the pigs. Where was the, de- the, the, the man in Luke chapter 8 living? In the tombs. And the Bible says that the man with the devils looks up and sees the hogs. So it tells me, it's, it's a similarity here. It's similar. It's so close. It's, it's almost like God wrote the Bible, ain't it? It's almost like God wrote that Bible. The Bible says that the man looks up and he sees the hogs. And Sister Peggy, he says, hey, don't allow me to go out into the deep, but cast me out into the pigs. What are you trying to say? He was living in a place where the pigs lived. He was wallowing in the mud. He was living in a place where he was wallowing in his sin. I'm trying to tell you to this morning, there's a man called Jesus that can bring you out of that hog pen and get you away from them hogs and get you out of the life of living for this world and let you live the life that I'm talking about that's full of glory and full of Jesus and it's all because of Jesus the Bible says that he takes and he he becomes this young man becomes a citizen in Luke chapter 15 he becomes a citizen of that country the lunatic man becomes a citizen of the tombs. Ain't that something? Oh, my God. This is so close, it ain't even funny. Where Johnny is just so close, it ain't even funny. And, and the Bible says that this son of the father had joined himself to the citizen of another country. See how sin takes? It'll cause you to be separated from the place where you belong. There's nothing wrong with being joined up to the local church and being joined up to those that love the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. The Bible actually teaches us to do that, don't it? But anyway, the Bible says that this man, he takes his citizenship and he moves it over here to live for the world. And the Bible says that this young man takes and he's feeding the swine I'd just like to know what this lunatic man might have been doing with the swine how do we know he wasn't out there eating the, pie, the, the pig food too we don't know he was a lunatic he could have been eating the husk too just like this young boy does but don't the bible let us know that there's a table set before us that is not the slop of this world. 
but that it is the presence of God that can come into I'm telling you, there's nothing like having sin out of your life. I don't know if I can get that through enough. Y'all probably tired of hearing me talk about it. But, 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 but I had found out just by study a herd of pigs. I don't know how many a herd of pigs would be, but, but a, 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 a number of pigs, a few number of pigs, I had found out that you can starve the pigs and you can take a 200-pound man, I guess that leaves me out, but you can take a 200-pound man and you can take and throw him in the midst of the pigs. And they say that within eight minutes, a swarm of pigs could consume a man to nothing. Eat every bone. The hog don't leave nothing behind. Sin does not leave anything behind. It takes every bit of you. It don't leave nothing for the Father to have if you allow sin to keep consuming your life. Sin will drive you to the place where it completely destroys you. That's what the hogs can do to you. So you go on and you want to wallow, you wallow. But I want to follow. I want to get up and I want to follow him every morning, Brother Chris. I want to wake up in the mornings and when my feet hit the floor, I want to ask God, Lord, let me do something to be pleasing to you. I don't want to hurt your heart. I don't want to hurt you no more. I don't want to live a life that hurts you. I want to live a life that pleases you. I want to live a life that goes after you and be a man that can take and people can look at and they can say, I know he loves the Lord because of his walk. Not because of what he does, just so to speak, but because they see my walk. You see, following is a walk. is something that people see. Wallowing is something that people see too but it's just laying there doing nothing. I'm here to tell you I want to be somebody that's found doing something for Jesus. Doing something for Jesus. Flee from sin and don't look back. But I'm glad both of these stories don't end where I left off. The Bible says and Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? Verse 30. And he said, Legion, because many devils entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain that they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed, the, fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what was done and come to Jesus and found. <laughs> Who did they find? The Bible says they found the swine. No, no, no. <laughs> Brother Greg, the Bible says they found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting where? At the feet of 
Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid you know the world hates it it scares the world to hear a Christian say I love the Lord you go to California and you begin to preach Jesus I'm here to tell you they probably will throw you in jail but I thank God that a people may, may not that don't follow him may be afraid but if they'll just ever get to the place where they do like this man and fall down at the feet of Jesus they can know why I have something to shout about they can know why I have something to praise him for they can know why we love him the way we do I'm here to tell you I love Jesus there's nothing like Jesus he'll put you in your right mind he'll give you clothes on your back he'll thank thank you and bring you out of the pit of the miry mud and give you a reason that you can live and give you hope and give you grace and give you peace and give you something to shout about that's what Jesus can do just like the son this, this lunatic man the son also comes back to the father in Luke 15 You know, out of all the Bible, out of the whole Bible, never one time do I read where God ran, except for in Luke 15. I can't find it. If I'm wrong, somebody somebody show me. But I'm just talking about, as of right now, I can't find anywhere where God ran. The Father is a type of God. And the Bible says that when the father saw the son coming home, that the father runs to meet the son. God will run to your rescue when you're in a place of need. He don't just sit there waiting on you to come to him. No, 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 no. He will run to you. He will come to you. All you've got to do is make that first step. The first step was the prodigal son. I mean, was the, was, yes, the prodigal son had to let go of the pail. What does that mean for me? You have to let go of the things of this world. You can't hold on to them. And the Bible says that he had to take and he had to come out of the pen. And he had to go to the father. Hey, hey, I just thought about something. Never thought about this before. The Bible says that Jesus put this lunatic man in his right mind. In Luke 15, the Bible says that the prodigal son came to his right mind. (laughs) Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Who put him back in his right mind? Jesus. Jesus. And it caused him to say, hey, hey, I'm out here living for the world, but there's better places than living in the mud. I don't have to live in the wallowing mud. I can get up and I can do something. I can get up and I can go back to my father. And I can get back into the presence. And the Bible says that when the son, he was eating slop. Hey, he was eating pig food. He was eating all the leftovers and the, and, and, and the, and the stuff that, that I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even want to look at it. How many has ever uh, uh, took slop and fed hogs? I have. It stinks. It's nasty. But the Bible says that this young man, no man gave to him 
him and he began to eat it. But when he comes home, he ain't worried about slop anymore. Brother Donald, the Bible says that the father said, put a ring on him, put shoes on his feet, put the best robe on him. The Bible says he didn't even bathe the boy. He just took and put a robe on him. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say getting in the presence of God does all the cleansing that you need. Getting in his presence does the very cleansing. What are you trying to say? And the Bible says that he took and he made a feast. He gave him something that he hadn't had in a long time. <laughs> Rick Chris, ain't that something? He gives this, he gives this, he gives this man, some, this boy, something he hadn't had in a long time. You may be sitting here this morning, and you may say, I've, it's been so long since I've had God's presence upon me. Let me tell you, there's hope. It's Jesus. And you may be one of those that's sitting there and that says, I've never, I've never began to love him. Well, let me tell you, the Bible lets us see that we can come to Jesus and he can save us. Being a follower and not someone who's a wallower is two different things. I want to be a follower and not a wallower. I want to be someone who follows Jesus. And if you are sitting there this morning and you don't know who Jesus is, come on up, sister, if you don't mind. Play the piano. 